You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. is Fired Up Browns podcast with your host, Daniel Garrett. Today, we will be discussing the roster bubble for your Cleveland Browns. We will be going over a few players that have a make-or-break training camp here to see if they can make the active roster. Let's get into it. First up, we have Nick Harris, interior offensive lineman for the Browns. He was drafted last year in the 2020 draft in the fifth round out of Washington. Nick Harris is a very undersized center, preferably a center. He did play a little bit of guard and struggled a lot there. He primarily struggled in pass blocking. He was able to do enough to get away with it as a run blocker, but wasn't effective, just wasn't terrible he was terrible as a pass blocker he was able to just get to his spots know what he was doing enough to be able to be passable as a run blocker but really the only thing he can do to improve that really is he just needs to add a lot more strength he just way too small and the with his height it's going to be tough to add a lot to his frame so you really worry about that now, that was at guard, so hopefully when he moves over to the center position, he will be able to be more effective, not having to go up against defensive tackles in a one-on-one situation as much. However, you do still worry about that strength, especially if you face a 3-4 team where you're going to have a nose tackle lined up over you that is going to have anywhere from 50 to 80 pounds on you. It's going to be really tough to do much there. And you have a very deep offensive line room around him, and you're probably not going to carry more than eight or nine guys. So you look at guys like Michael Dunn as a guy who can perhaps play that center position or Blake Hans in a tight spot, and that's guys he's going Peeing against, and they offer so much more versatility because they're just passable at guard. I don't see a way in which Nick Harris, even if he does add some strength to his frame, can add enough to be a passable NFL guard. So really you're looking at if you can get Don or Hans or one of these guys or Forbes even 
to be able to play center at all, you're probably going to get a better player at center than what you get out of Harris at guard just because of the physical limitations of each. And then you also have a proven, reliable backup guard in Dunn, whereas Harris, he hasn't played center. He just played as a backup guard last year and was bad. We haven't actually seen him play center. We've seen Dunn play guard. He's good. So if you think you can get even 80% of what Nick Harris provides to you as a center out of Dunn or Hans, and they also have much more upside as guards, you definitely have to take them over him, and it's just a roster crunch at that point to where Nick Harris is a guy where he really needs to show that improved strength and needs to show that he is significantly better at his position of center than other guys that play guard will be filling in there. And you always have the consideration, you have Batonio who can probably just play center. So you always have that as well if worse comes to worse. So you really have to show value as a center over what these other guys can do with the versatility that they provide because you're not probably providing that unless he added like 20 pounds of muscle, which on his frame would be an insane feat just because he's so short. And so it's definitely not something you would be expecting out of him. And especially even if he does, it's still up in the air. If that's even going to make enough of a difference because of you also have, he's not, the best technique wise at guard being he played center due to his size just being small it's hard for you to play any air position so he never did so nick harris a guy that the browns going to be looking may be cutting a pick just after one season next up for the browns we have dearness johnson running back Dearness Johnson has been a player for the Browns, has contributed well on special teams, has been a solid third down back, and he's just been a good player to have on the team. However, the Browns just this year drafted Demetric Felton in the sixth round, and Felton's going to look to take a lot of those same roles away from Dearness Johnson. So Dearness is definitely a guy who's going to be fighting for a roster spot here. You have Three running backs who you're probably going to want to keep and Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Demetri Felton. Now, Hunt obviously has the versatility to play both in the slot or as a running back. Same with Demetri Felton. But you look and you have a lot of receivers that you want to keep on the team as well. You have probably six guys that you're going to look to keep, especially given Kadero Hodge having that special teams value. You're going to want to have those six guys active roster. And so Dearness Johnson is really going to have to either prove that he's a significantly better player at this point than Demetri Felton, or just be such an amazing contributor on special teams that they have no choice but to keep him on the roster. It's really going to come down to that because as it as it currently stands, they just don't have a lot of room for a fourth running back because they're going to keep a good amount of tight ends. And so when they do that, it just there's just not a lot of room. 
at the end of the roster. So he's a guy that's going to be fighting for a spot on the roster, and it's no fault of his own. He's been a quality player for the Browns for a lot of years. It's just you draft a guy to replace him in the sixth round, and when you do that, well, he gets replaced. So he's definitely a guy who he needs to show his value either on offense as a significant upgrade over Felton or just be such an invaluable special teams player, which is also going to be tough because, as I said, you have other special teams players, some which we'll get to later, who are fighting for that active roster spot. And the Browns love to use tight ends, and they use a fullback in Janovic. So you have a lot of guys who are fighting to be in specialty roles and special teams roles on the end of this roster that makes it harder to have a lot of the guys that we've had in the past. So he's just going to have to put in a lot of work. And as I said before, with Hunt, with Chubb, you're not going to get a ton of reps unless one of those guys gets injured. So you're really looking at, can he provide the special teams value necessary to be worth a roster spot. Next up, we have Steven Carlson, tight end for the Browns, was in the 2019 draft class. So the Browns currently have three set-in-stone tight ends on their active roster, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. They also are carrying a fullback in Andy Janovic, so it makes it hard to have a fourth tight end. So I would say Carlson is definitively tight end four. He is definitely Baron Jordan Franks, definitely Baron Connor Davis. So he has the best chance of anyone to make the roster as a tight end. However, the only way I see him making the roster is, again, we're going to talk about this for all these bubble guys he has to produce on special teams now as a tight end you have a little bit more difficulty doing that but you can you have areas where you can produce on special teams you're able to be on field goal unit you have to be willing to block on field goal unit as best as you can you're able to be on some of these other units that require a bit of tackling prowess, but they want the bigger bodies, such as one of the more inner guys on kickoff, or perhaps even as someone on the punt team. You just have to find any way possible to be able to contribute. And if you can show a willingness to go out and tackle somebody on special teams as a tight end, it's going to give you such a higher likelihood of making the roster. Now, Carlson is a guy who I think, no matter what, should be a practice squad player. So he has less to worry about in terms of that. But really, the only way you can guarantee that you will be in Cleveland is to make the active roster. Because if you are on the practice squad, you have a chance of being signed away to another team's active roster. So... Really, the only way that you can have a guaranteed spot in Cleveland is as the fourth tight end on the active roster, and you have to contribute on special teams. Now, again, as I said, the most obvious way to do that is be on the field goal unit. 
that's the best way to do it, but a lot of guys can do that, so you have to be able to show willingness to tackle, be able to get in on some of those other special teams units that will require you to tackle. Next up for the Browns, we have another former fifth-round pick, this time out of the 2019 class, Mac Wilson, linebacker out of Alabama. And so a lot of Browns fans are kind of split on him. Some like him, others like myself do not think he is good at all. And he has provided absolutely nothing as a special teams player. And so I do not see him being on this team. However, if he actually comes in with the right attitude that he wants to contribute on special teams, he wants to go out there, make special teams tackles, make the right blocks, be a just hard worker and do whatever it takes to make this active roster and whatever it takes is going to be playing special teams. He can make the roster, but behind him you have Elijah Lee who has been a special teams player who has been a invaluable special teams guy for the Browns last year behind him. And you have Tony Fields, a rookie fifth-round pick this year, who is a perfect backup to Jeremiah Wiscoramoa, who also is going to contribute on special teams if he is on the active roster. You have those guys, and they contribute on special teams. And Fields provides a surefire replacement in case of a Jeremiah Wiscoramoa injury. So you have guys that fit what the Browns need better than you who are also fighting for the spot because it's it would be odd to me given what they want to do for them to carry more than six or seven six or seven linebackers is about the most I can see just because they want to do stuff with less linebackers so if you can get into the top six I think you're probably safe seven unsure eight you're definitely cut there's a possibility you go into game days where they're only having five active but a lot of this is lessened by the fact that if it is like a tony fields and jeremiah was they provide a lot more in coverage as linebackers so you don't have to have as many defensive backs active to be able to do what you want to do defensively so their versatility helps out and mac wilson just doesn't provide that he has not been good for the browns throughout his entire career he's been poor he has poor recognition skills he just I don't see what he does well to make this roster. And he has to do at least one thing well. Whether that's play linebacker or play special teams well, he has to do one of them. He hasn't played special teams at all, pretty much, in the NFL. And he sucked as a linebacker. So I don't see how he makes this roster. But he's a former fifth-round pick, and he's on the bubble going into camp. And we'll see how who comes out of it, but I think if Tony Fields shows anything at all, like anything, 
He is ahead of Mac Wilson. Elijah Lee. We know what Elijah Lee is. He isn't going to provide much defensively. But, man, he's going to hustle and he's going to hit. And he's going to play hard on special teams. And he's good at special teams. He knows what he's doing. So, we know what we got there. So, I think it's very hard for Mac Wilson. Because you're looking at linebacker five right now. is Malcolm Smith, who's a veteran linebacker. Just going to be able to do his job, has shown the ability to play well over the years. He's obviously lost athleticism at this point, being an older player. But he still has enough left in the tank, and he's still way better yards, light years ahead of where Mac Wilson is as a linebacker. So I don't think there's any debate over who I would rather have between the two of them. It's not like either of them play special teams either, just... Mac Wilson's bad and doesn't play special teams. Malcolm Smith's eh and doesn't play special teams. I'll take eh all day over bad. But Mac Wilson, former fifth-round pick. Some people still like him, but I just find it tough for him to have a roster spot just looking at what's on this roster. It's a very good, deep roster, and he's a guy that I could see very easily being cut. So he'll have to really work hard in training camp and prove why he doesn't deserve to be cut. Next up, we're going to talk about a few corners who will be fighting for spots. We have MJ Stewart, who played for the Browns last year, was originally a high draft pick by Tampa Bay. Also have AJ Green, who is on the practice squad, someone they like a lot, as is Robert Jackson, another player that they are fans of. We're going to be having them fight for a corner five and possibly corner six, depending on what they do special teams-wise on the roster. So we will see what they're able to do in terms of special teams. That's how they're going to make their contribution to the team. Preferably, never have any of them see the field. And I personally would love a veteran player such as Gary Conley or Brian Poole to come in as a free agent signing for a low, low contract just a one-year deal, just have a chance to be on this team as veteran presence, uh, especially Poole, who is a good veteran player. Conley has some inconsistencies, but would have some upside, would hope to get rehabilitated by Cleveland and maybe get some playing time as well. But I feel like that would be more if we experience injuries and we do have some injury-prone corners and Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams. Denzel Ward hasn't been the epitome of good health so you always do worry about that but i could definitely see conley coming in if that's the case so even then if we do have injuries i don't foresee any of these guys getting actual significant snaps as a cornerback so it's going to come down to really who can be the best special teams player and i personally am a fan of aj green i think mj stewart gets a bad rap because he is what you would consider a bust. He is not worth what he was selected at, but the Browns were the one that selected him there, so it doesn't really matter. doesn't matter where he was selected if you aren't the one that selected him. So you just play him as he is. Just let him go. If he is someone that can contribute on special teams, well, that's good enough for you because you got him off waivers. A waivers player that contributes well on special teams, hey, good for him. And they're all three young guys. A.J. Green is the youngest of them. But you do look at three young guys in Jackson, Stewart, and Green. So really, you look at just hopefully 
finding the best combination. And there is like Emmanuel Rugamba, who I think will be a practice squad player who is a undrafted free agent rookie. I think he has a chance to make the practice squad, but I don't really foresee him being on the roster in any capacity. So it's really down to those three guys, all three young guys who I think has, have a chance. If I had to take a guess as to which one is on the practice squad, which one's the most likely to be on the practice squad, that would be AJ green only entering a second season was an undrafted free agent. So I can definitely see him being on the practice squad, but long-term he might be the one that I like the best in terms of actual corner production, but he's going to have to show a lot on special teams because at best he ends up being a corner four. I don't see him being anything more than that ever. Probably a corner five, which is the spot he is currently fighting for. MJ Stewart's played in that role. He's even played up a little bit higher than that, actually, with the Browns last year. So you look at him as someone who has the experience. I think he's the most likely to maintain that role as the corner five for the Browns. But it's going to come down to a training camp battle between them. So it's going to be something interesting to watch. Last up, we're going to talk about Sheldrick Redwine, who was a fourth-round pick in 2019. And the Browns just have such a deep safety room where it's going to be tough for safety five to make it if he can't show anything as to why he should. Because, you look, you have a lot of other defensive backs outside of him at corner that are looking to fight for roster spots. And we talked about earlier... Couple guys that are fighting for that corner five spot. Obviously, could still sign a veteran player to come in and compete there. And so, as the fifth safety, you have what I feel like a definitive three that are better, and then a rookie that they just selected this year in the fifth round, Richard LeCount. You have Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, John Johnson, who are definitively better players. Sheldrick Redwine has flashed at times, but he has just not been consistently good and has not shown the ability to be a contributing factor to a defense. He hasn't shown special teams ability. So really, you look at the only thing you have as a positive is flashes, and him being a fourth-round pick two years ago. And the regime that selected him in the fourth round is no longer here. So there isn't any ties to draft capital that they had to worry about. So in reality, you're looking at a guy who just has to prove himself. There isn't anything holding him to this front office. So he has to prove... That he is worthy of any type of roster spot. And the main way, way he's going to be able to do that is, again, special teams play. Because your safety five, unless there's injuries, is not playing. So you really have to look at him as a special teams contributor. And even Richard Cal is going to have to contribute on special teams. So Sheldrick Redwine, body type-wise, it's hard to see him as much of a special teams contributor. Because he's just so skinny. So you look at him, and it's just hard to envision him being extremely effective in a lot of special teams roles. Like, as a gunner, it's just hard to see someone of that build just being effective. But it could 
happen if he puts in the work and gets better and develops there is technique to it so you have to not so much technique but just knowing what you're doing as a special teams player that you have to be able to learn and he just hasn't done it yet so you don't know but i just don't see a way in which he contributes to this team as safety five and i don't see them playing him in front of account that wrap up our discussion of who to watch on the roster bubble entering training camp and that'll also wrap up this episode of fired up rounds we'll be back next week to discuss more as we look forward to the preseason in just a few more weeks you can catch other fired up podcasts Fired Up NFL Draft, hosted by me, Daniel Garrett, as well as Fired Up Sports Betting and Fired Up Wrestling. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel R. Garrett, and you can find Fired Up Podcast at Fired Up Podcast on Twitter as well. Let's get fired up.